worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Coming up on this week's show, I'm speaking with a Waterford GAA coaching officer who's also an active referee to gather an insight into the game through the eyes of the official. But first up, I'm joined by the boss of the imperious Bally Gunner. As always, I'm Sean Connolly and you're very welcome to Sportsbeat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. I'm very pleased to be joined by Bally Gunner manager Dara O'Sullivan to discuss his side's preparations for their All-Ireland Club Hurling semi-final against Ballyhale Shamrocks on Sunday week. Dara, it's great to speak with you today. How are you doing? Which Sean, yeah, can't complain. So we've much to discuss in relation to that encounter, but to begin, I'd like to rewind ever so slightly. September marked a momentous milestone with a nine-point victory to cement a record equaling nine in a row in Waterford. Just how much did that mean to you? Listen, you know, the, the, the number of county titles wasn't something that we would have discussed. Obviously, we would have known that, the, you know, the, the nine in a row was something that had been done by Arizona Man Sign previously, but we wouldn't have, you know, focused on that as a, as a point. You know what I mean? In reality, we, we focus on every game, you know, individually, and we deal with that. And I listen, after the owners and after getting the nine in a row was hugely pleasing, you know what I mean? We spoke from the same terms of those two great clubs, you know. Well, the nine in a row was obviously pleasing, yeah. but the manner of victory in the day was extremely good as well. There was quite a lot of talking points. Obviously, the man between the sticks shone, but there were plenty of magnificent individual performance in the field as well. Yeah, listen, overall, you know, Malzahn came at it. So we, you know, we, we, we dealt with him in it, you know, in what was very, very tough conditions, you know, and we're, overall, we were thrilled with how we performed in that day, you know. Listen, Saki was tremendous, you know, I mean, he, he did a couple of key points in the game that his, his contribution certainly, you know, it, you know, tipped the scales in our favour. Now, moving to last weekend and your side retaining provincial honours in Munster for the very first time, Absolutely wonderful achievement and a performance befitting as such. Just how pleased were you on the day? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we really, really, you know, we, we, we expected a huge battle from Ballier. We beat them comprehensively, obviously, in the previous year. But look, you know, we expect them to come to the table. You know, obviously, they had Tony Kelly and another couple of lads back that didn't have against us last year. And they, you know, they came with a, with a ferocity that, you know, we needed to, to match, and we did. You know, it was challenging in the first half, certainly. You know what I mean? We got to grips a bit more in the second half, and certainly I think we, we tied down Tony Kelly a bit better in the second half than we did in the first half. But overall, from start to finish, you know, you'd have to be very, very pleased with our attitude and how we performed. You know, and, um, you know, we're going to have to step up again the next day. But look, we're, overall, we're thrilled. Thrilled, you know, it's a massive achievement. You know, Hannah Donald from TG Carr mentioned to me earlier on in the year about, you know, no club side in Munster attend or tied in 23 years. No one of these said that to me, and, and to do that was, was 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 hugely pleasing as well, you know. Which is, it's great, you know, and it's great that you know the club is there and it's been discussed in those terms, you know what I mean, in regards to you know the great teams like St Joseph's in the past that had had done it maybe 23 years ago, you know. So listen, very pleasing, very pleasing overall, you know, the performance in the day and you know, the lads dealt with, you know, even a couple of them got yellow cards early in the match, and you know they had to be very controlled for the rest of the game, and they were, you know, which was good to see as well from a different perspective. The side itself is obviously brimming with confidence, as any side will be when winning on a regular basis. There's so many top performers, but I'd like to give a special mention to Patrick Fitzgerald and the trail that he is blazing. He's about as impressive a teenager as we've seen in recent years. Just how impressed are you with Patrick? Yeah, you know, he's, he's a phenomenal talent and he, you know, he has been that for a number of years. And, you know, a lot of people are looking at to see how he would progress. And to be honest with you, at the beginning of it, it was, you know, he found somewhat challenging, you know what I mean? Because of the fact that the 
you know, you're playing against men. He's still only 18. He's, he's a minor, is my mind, because I think the minor grade should be 18. So he's still a minor. But yet he's, you know, he's improving every day and he's working harder and harder to do that. And he, he knows that he has to do that. And, you know, even the last day, you know, he scored 1-4. He could have got another two goals. I'd say if he looked at himself, he'd say he's probably disappointed how he, how he dealt with those two opportunities. But look, he'll learn from that the next day, you know. You know, he, he, you'd like to think that he might deal with those couple of chances a little bit better. In retrospect, he's goaled in all three of his Munster Championship appearances for a total of 3-9, and he's picked up Man of the Match twice. I think that really speaks volumes when we talk about what he's left on the field and then adding to what he's already achieved. Now, I know we don't want to pile pressure on him, but it's truly phenomenal. Yeah, but we've got we to be careful that we don't build him up too much because the reality of it is, you know, he's still a young lad coming through. And we got to be careful about, you know, that we don't have to put too much expectation on his shoulders because... You know, he's, he's he's one man. He's part of a you know fifteen man team and a thirty three man panel, and that's that's what he is with us. And I think we got to be very careful that we don't, you know, let him develop. I think we need to leave him develop and leave him develop and, and give him time to do that and not to put too much expectation on his shoulders that could, you know, impinge on his development. To be honest with you, absolutely. And he's got the perfect man in the back room to ensure to keep an eye on him. We're looking at nine in a row Waterford champions, back to back Munster champions, and now for the biggest challenge: defending that All Ireland title. Sets up a third meeting with Bally Hale. It's almost fitting that you go again, considering the two previous meetings. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely, you know, we're in a privileged situation. I went into the dressing room, obviously, asked the other in final last year, and I mentioned to him, they said, listen, lad, I firmly believe that you'll be back in the other semi final next year. And, you know, I think we need to be there to meet you. And that's, I said that in the dressing room, you know what I mean, after the match. And it's amazing that we're back there again. And we'll, you know, we'll have a great game. It'll be. You know, after the game, we'll, we'll respect each other and we'll, you know, we're the best, best, best team win. But it's brilliant and it's a huge, it's a huge club match. You know, you have two big, solid, you know, serious teams coming to meet each other. And, you know, it's going to be something you know, to look forward to. From a spectator, you couldn't ask for more from two sides, two imperious teams with a different generation of talent. You look at the youth in Patrick Fitzgerald and then you look at the experience of the great TJ Reid. Given how last season's championship ended... How much of that do you think will be playing in the minds of the opponents? Listen, look, you know, I think it's going to give them huge motivation. You know what I mean? I'd say they think on that day that, you know, they were coming down the stretch. They didn't put us away. We stuck in there and we got the goal at the end from Harry, obviously, that, that tipped the scales in our favour. You know, if we look back at it, you know, I, I think we may not have been as clinical in the first half as what we should have been, our chances. I mean, the number of ways that we normally wouldn't have had, you know. But look... It's a new game. This game has never been played before. It's something to really look forward to. You know, the supporters, I'm sure, from both sides are, you know, loving to get back to Crow Park again. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, to experience what will be another titanic battle. You know what I mean? From two really, really top teams. Definitely. And I believe you were in attendance for the Leinster final. Ballyhale and Kilmacud. What were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I got there, went up there. You know what I mean? We're late enough leaving, but we got there. But, um, listen, they were very, very impressed with the first half. You know what I mean? They just scored 115. They probably eight or nine wides. You know what I mean? They probably 25, 26 shots and goal in the first half and the second half. The momentum dropped a little bit and, 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 and Jim McCord came back at him. But they showed serious composure in the end to close out the game, you know, and uh, that's a testament to these guys. They've been around the block, you know what I mean? They understand and they know how to, you know, deal with adversity when it's dealt to them. And, you know, we're going to have to make sure that we, we really are at the top of our game. You know what I mean? Really need to be at our top of our game on, on Sunday to, 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 to try and get over the line, you know. And with that, there's been much spoken about the venue for the clash and the time of the throw-in coinciding with a certain football game in Qatar. What are your thoughts on both? Uh, the venue, from an early point, you know, after the match, I was questioned with regard to the venue. I suggested Turles 
that was my initial suggestion. Afterwards, our, our, we went with, you know, was, look, you had to be at the top field, top venue, you know, Turles or Crow Park were, were, were what our, our suggestion was. Um, I'm happy that it is in, in, in Crow Park. I think players, you know, people are talking about it would be a small crowd and, you know, there might be much atmosphere. But players, you know, these players deserve to play at the top venue because, of, you know, there's a buzz in going to Crow Park and there's a reward in that in itself, you know, and, and this will be the second time our club has ever played in Crow Park and that in itself is, you know, something to look forward to. I know Ballyhale have there an awful lot. They've probably played four games this year, I think, in Crow Park. You know, I mean, but look, Crow Park returned us was what our suggestion was. So, you know, regards clashing with the World Cup final, Again, it's something that doesn't concern us. You know, um, it's a difficult one from a from from a GA point of view. I don't think they could have played it on the Saturday. You know, a double header on the Saturday couldn't have done anyway. I think I think there's some issue with a wedding from um, the Galway champions. And you know, look, you know, I don't think in the past there were too many matches that were changed. You know, for soccer matches, but look, it's, it's probably a little bit, you know, sad that it is clashing. But look, you know, something that doesn't. You know, concern us is not something that we would have any interest in, you know, going one way or the other on, you know. Absolutely. And after the provincial final, how are all the bodies holding up? Do we have a yeah. clean bill of health? Yeah, we have at the moment. Yeah, we'll, 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 you know, we'll train tomorrow and we'll do a bit more. And, you know, please God, we'll get through that and we'll, you know, we'll start toning it down after that and try and get as many, you know, fit bodies up there again, you know, for, for what to be a Titanic battle, you know. It was such a shame to see. Under twenty hundred, Jack Foley ruled out through injury. Is he holding up okay? Ah, yeah, he was up in the bike up train at the gym there the other night. In fairness to him, so he's he'll do everything he can to get him back as fast as himself back in the field as soon as he can. He certainly won't make this 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 game coming, you know. And please God, you know, we'll get him back as soon as he can. A great lad, you know, and a real, real, real solid lad, and a you know, huge valuable member to to the panel, you know. Well, that's absolutely perfect. Thanks ever so much for your time. The very best of luck in Crow Park, and we'll all be watching on with keen eyes. All right, Sam, Sean. Thanks for your mind. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. I'm very pleased to welcome Owen Morrissey to the show. Owen is an active referee and coaching officer in Waterford. Owen, considering the obvious scrutiny in the position, why did you decide to become a GAA referee? I suppose I started to get involved in refereeing when I was about 19 or 20. I would have played ahead of a lot with Waterford underage, county minors, Hearty Cup winning teams, got involved in coaching. Uh, from an early age been sent to different blitzes and events around them and often got caught to maybe stand in the middle and referee them as well as coordinate the events so I suppose it, it kind of interested me um, to maybe look at trying to do a little bit so um, I remember I was going to went to a course down in down in um, Lawler's Hotel in Garvin, and then got started getting sent uh, to referee a few games under age under 12 and 13, 14 and at the time I was in college in Dublin, so I'd often maybe come home on the weekends and um, I didn't think refereeing was going to go anywhere for me necessarily in the long term. It was probably for maybe, you know, a little bit of pocket money, maybe going back to college. Um, and also I did enjoy it and it kind of got me, kind of got me kind of known around maybe the east side of the, the county because I eventually kind of wanted to get into a career in, in, in sport. Um, so I kind of thought it was an excellent opportunity to network with different clubs um, and I suppose it probably did help me in the in the long run in terms of getting involved maybe in a working in a sports capacity. So I felt, yeah, I said um, that's kind of the reasons I would have got involved with it. And with that, from someone having that, that love of the game, being out there as a player and obviously understanding the difficulties from both sides as a player possibly directing it towards a referee and as a referee receiving it from players. 
have you yourself personally experienced many difficult moments as a referee? I was probably the more of the aggressor as a player. And I remember incidents maybe where I um, verbally abused referee um, you know, and spoke maybe unfavorably towards referee maybe and games, you know, because I suppose when you're playing, you know, you think everything is on the line and everything is, every decision is vital, you know, and, you know, I look back on my playing time, you know, um, and maybe at some points in it, I was probably blaming referee for maybe my, maybe inability to perform on the day, um, you know, so, um, now I look at it and, and you know, I suppose I have that experience of playing and luckily a lot of referees do and, um, you know, we're, we're at the end of the day, we don't want to be the one seen to be, the job of referee is not to necessarily punish players, um, you know, it's supposed, it's supposed to protect players really, do you know what I mean, in terms of, so they can perform um, and, and apply the rules to the game. So I think as I got older, like, you know, again, a lot of the players then would know me more because I either played with them or against them at school's level and I think it's becoming a bit easier as I get older in terms of, having a bit of a relationship with players in the field you know it's not necessarily you're going to be their best friend as such on the field but I think you have to have this approachability um, and they can ask questions and you know you can actually um, explain in a brief concise way and then move on with the game you know so you're not you know you're, you're managing the game um, um, but managing the game is not all about blowing the whistle it's also about the soft skills that are involved in refereeing as well which are kind of maybe ones that aren't taught necessarily and you only learn that by experience and you learn that by um, being involved in a long time and, and learning off other very good referees as well If this was something that was being advertised I don't think they'd be advertising that you need to have thick skin but I think it's one of the most fundamental factors of it isn't it? Yeah and I can remember as I'm starting off like maybe I was more reactive towards aggression towards me you know maybe pointing the finger back at people or going over across to the sideline and um, you know, maybe bringing confrontation upon myself and like, you know, referees as well have a responsibility to um, be respectful themselves because, you know, it's the whole motto of give respect, get respect. And like if you up, if you hold yourself into high accord, uh, be it the way you present yourself, the way you speak to players, the way you, you know, um, just be direct and honest with your approach in terms of giving a decision, you know, um, not sort of kind of antagonizing anybody by the way you approach giving a decision you give yourself the best opportunity in a game to lessen the opportunity for a potential aggression towards you along the sideline again it's not always unavoidable no matter how professional so no matter how well you approach the game how prepared you are you have your own powers you have all the you've done your preparation for the game it doesn't always stop it you know it doesn't always stop people maybe who have a bad day or feel that you're against them um you know, and uh, I suppose, like, you know, thick skin is required and um, there has to be some level of acceptability that is in the game and it may never end in the game and you have to sometimes accept that as referee, but deal with it, you know, and um, you try and be the, the the one, I suppose, holding your accord and holding yourself in a professional capacity. You know, you can, unfortunately, you know, you can't control people's demeanour on a sideline sometimes or players reactions for a decision all you can do is react yourself in the appropriate manner and that's what's important and obviously the GAA have come out fairly recently with respect to ref day slash weekend do you feel that there's enough being done on that side of it it's a start it's a start um, I think like like anything like be it coaching or be it be it um, 
training courses for 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 players or referees or or for for coaches, nothing, never enough that can be done. So like, it's always it's always a terms of development. There's new referees coming on board. There's new coaches coming on board every year. Um, Ex players getting involved with teams every year. So like, unfortunately, like you know, it just has to be a constant mesh. It's continuously ongoing because you know, as as new people get involved in be it refereeing or coaching, they also have to be just made aware of the the appropriate behaviour, you know, to, to react on the sideline. Like, and, we, and I'm not condoning one second that, because I coach myself and I've been that player who maybe was aggressor towards referee and I've been a coach who may have, may have went, ah, referee, you know, what about that? So, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily think it can be completely got rid of, but it can be done in a way where it's not aggressive and not... Um, the tone of what has been said sometimes in the sideline or the approach um, just needs to be toned down a little bit from some people. And again, it's it's probably, luckily for me, um, it's 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 more so in the minority than the majority of the times when I referee that um, I get any major hassle. Obviously, you're very fortuitous with that, that you, you are in the minority, but have you ever yourself personally felt maybe threatened or physically threatened or worried about the physicality side of it? Not physically, I wouldn't think so. No, no, never physically. At times, they maybe there would have been um, maybe confrontations in terms of maybe, you know, verbal confrontations or disappointment after a game. Maybe that with a close game, might be a point or two in the game at the end of it or a last minute score or a last minute goal. And of course, I can look, look reflection back. You know, you can understand from a coach's point of view or team's point of view, they might have thought a decision in the first five minutes of the game, you know, if that went their way, it might have been a draw. Do you know what I mean? Um but I remember reading something there recently and, and looking back on things and like referees can know, I think James Owen said it, a referee from Wexford refereed multiple Ireland finals. He said like, if he gets 90% of his decisions right in the game, he's having a, he's having a top class game. He's having a 10 out of 10. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot to refereeing that people don't really understand and realise that, you know, it's a lot about your positioning. You know, it's a lot about your, where you're on the field at a given time. It, it's very, very important. And, like it's all about getting the massive decisions, the big decisions right. If you can get the majority of those right in the game, you're doing a good job. Like the, I think people have to realize that, and it's the same with players. They'll miss a mi- small pickup, you know, they'll they'll drop one ball. Like we can't get a hundred percent of decisions right. Um, if we get a hundred percent of the big decisions right, we're doing a good job. You know, if maybe we miss maybe a pickup off the ground, and it might be a millimeter off the ground, you know. I think there has to be a bit of give and take. You know, like, as a referee, yes, you try and get every single one of them, but at the end of the day, positioning, the ball moves so fast, players might get in your way, and you're not always in the best position, even though you're on the field. Some people are looking down from the stand or looking on from the sideline, possibly are in a better position because they're looking in the side-on view or looking down on the play, and they can see certain things that maybe you're not able to see. And, and especially in a game where you have limited support, so you might only have your two or three umpires or your four umpires, might have any uh, side on officials at club games there's only so much you might be able to see so if you, I think the, the rule of thumb if you can get a few field you're coming off the field and you make and you say to yourself after the game oh just one or two decisions there but that's all you can think of I think you've felt yourself you've done a good job for anybody that is potentially looking at getting involved anyone who maybe thinks you know what there is possibly something I can look at as, as a long term hobby turned career what advice would you give to them um, for me, I've taken in stages like, you know, everyone is different and everyone has a different different outlook and maybe where they want to go and be whatever it's in, be it playing or refereeing. Um, I suppose if you're still a player, 
and you're still you're considering refereeing, I would never encourage anyone to give up playing um, because it can be mixed. Some people might disagree, you know, in terms of they progress on to the next level, but there's a long, long career out there for refereeing. Like there's referees are still refereeing into their fifties and sixties now. Um, you know, I know there's a probably there is a there's a there is a to, to reach the top level, like there's certain age brackets and recommended starting times. So if you feel like you want to go to that level, you know, maybe consider it at an earlier age and look at the progression. I would also sort of, you know, and I was guilty of myself maybe thinking, you know, I'm ready for a game. Um, but maybe I wasn't ready for a game at, at maybe when I started off. Um, and, you know, be patient. You know, maybe be happy with getting a couple of under 11 and 12 games at the start of the first year. Um, you know, it's a bit like when you're starting a job, you know, you're not going to be throwing all the different responsibilities in the first year. You're going to build upon it and build upon it. So, you know, put your hand up for doing lines, doing fourth officials, you know, for games at a, at a higher level. Learn off other referees, speak to other referees. I, I would say, while take it seriously in a lot of ways and making sure that you're ready for the game and you have your umpires and things like that, don't be over serious about it. You know, you can become too enthralled in refereeing. You have to enjoy it. You know what I mean? You can't think of it as a chore, as a, as a thing where you want to get everything 100% right you have to just go out and like you go out and play a match and a bit of enjoyment and you know just don't be too strung up about making every decision every decision right you have to go out and want to enjoy it I had the best time like some of the best times I have is going to games and coming back from games you know with my umpires or with the team that I'm going with and just having the chat and talking about the game or talking about other different things um, or even going down and training with different referees from different counties and meeting them and having a chat they're probably the best times really do you know what I mean um of course, refereeing the games are brilliant as well, but, um, you know, all the different people you meet um, throughout it, including managers and coaches and players, um, you know, you don't think, you know, as I said earlier, I think you're, you're going to be make best friends with anybody. There's so much to refereeing, not just about the actual the rules of the game. It's also about, you know, the priority to the game, you know, meeting the managers, walking to the venue, getting to the venue. You know, it's all those little soft skills that it takes time to maybe just develop and learn and that's what young referees should be trying to concentrate on is all those little soft skill stuff you know don't be thinking about getting every single decision right in the first couple of years and having brilliant games and like anything you know if you have a bad game and you didn't do a very good game and you felt you've got the sideline have been bashing you the whole game don't give it up like don't give it up the next week because it's like anything like you know what I mean it's been like getting a bad test result or in school or it's like um, playing a bad game like you know it's about resilience really and how you recover um, you know and it's out maybe you know using the negative experience to actually make yourself better the next day and making that them small progressions every week or every game you play um, are, are referees. So I, I, resilience, don't give up at it and take your time at it. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. And just like that, there's another show in the history books. Following on from my chat with Owen, I'd encourage everybody to listen back to our recent podcast, The People Behind the Whistles. You can catch all five episodes at beat102103.com forward slash podcasts. It really is a brilliant listen and a great insight into the official's view of our great game. Beat Anthems is coming up next, but right before that, I have a fantastic message for each and every club and sporting society in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie How do you fancy winning a grand for your club? Club Focus is back, and each month I visit a club in the region and give them a chance to take their place in the limelight. 
That's featuring on air, online and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one lucky club will bag €1,000 bursary. That winning club is also going to be chosen through a public vote, so it gives you a tremendous opportunity to attract new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that all local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that you all have in your local communities. So if you want to get involved, it's as simple as heading to beat102103.com forward slash Club Focus to apply now, and we might be talking really soon. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie